if you go into the hiring process super clear around what this person is going to do and you know what tasks they're going to be doing and how they're going to be in your business and what expectations you have of them it is going to make that hiring process so much easier you are going to weed out people that are not a good fit very easily and you're just going to start off on the right foot with someone because you are going to be able to communicate those expectations and those tasks and that role to someone and they will be able to actually deliver Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast. This is episode 40. In this episode today, I get the opportunity to speak with Samantha. Samantha skipped the corporate world and started her virtual assistant business with a biochemistry degree in her background. So moving across the world, Sam had a total of zero experience in the digital marketing and business online world. But after working with 45 plus clients, tackling everything from copywriting to managing and coaching 20 member masterminds. That is a ton. She realized you don't need an MBA or a full team to um, market and build a thriving six-figure business. So in today's conversation, we are going to dig into how she has been able to streamline her business so that she can work from anywhere in the world and take her business on her travels with her, and also the importance and value of what adding systems into your business can look like and what, you know, some tips to just get started. So welcome, Samantha, to the show. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to dive into all things entrepreneurship and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to dive in too. Right on. So the first question I love um, opening up all my podcast interviews with, at least for this first season, is how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and brand? And maybe it's looked a little different from where you started this journey to where you are now. It definitely does look different now than when I started. I think when I started, I was scared to even have a voice. I definitely started kind of um, by accident and I was just winging it as I went. And I didn't really even expect for this to turn into like a full-time, you know, gig in a sense. But now I really try to use it because I really truly believe like one of my big values is simplicity and balance. And I'm huge on work-life balance and just keeping things as simple as possible. And so I really try to leverage that in 
all of my content and in my brand as well, especially because I work in, you know, systems and as an online business manager and systems can just be so intimidating and complicated. And especially as a new entrepreneur, you're probably thinking, I don't even know what systems are. And, you know, that's totally fine. But that's why I really, really try to put as much simplicity into it as possible and break it down for people so that, you know, everyone can understand it and everyone can be on the same page when it comes to this more, quote unquote, complex topic. Yes, absolutely. How does your personality play in with how you show up and how you promote your business and your brand? Ooh, I think with my personality, I'm very a straightforward person in general. So that definitely plays into how I promote my brand and my business. Um, I'm not really beating around the bush much. I'm just, you know, kind of telling it like it is. And I'm also very focused on work-life balance in the sense of I want to enjoy life. I want to be fun. I love to travel. I have other hobbies outside of my business. And I try to push that into my brand and voice as much as possible. And that's what I love about systems. And what I do is I feel like I provide that experience to other people. I give other entrepreneurs the chance to have this work-life balance that I preach about because they have systems in place that are helping them run the business um, and because they have a team in place that so they can take time off a bit more and you know still grow and still build things as they want. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that you touched on that you pull in your personal experiences and show up and be authentically like who you are and how you evolved as a human in this online space, because it's so crazy. Like, it's just so different. I've had the opportunity to talk to people who were in corporate for like 10 plus years, and now they've, you know, made their transition. And it's, it's so different. Like there are some crossovers, but it's really a unique space. So I think the more we can share about our own personal experiences and how we have evolved and our journeys and our errors and all those things that make us who we are, they really do resonate with others. So while we're kind of leaning into that, can you tell us about what your experience has been like moving and transitioning as an entrepreneur and then also your experience with like moving abroad? Yeah, totally. So I actually started my business while I was living abroad. So I originally had graduated from university and I have a biochemistry degree, which is like literally nothing like what I'm doing now. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And fun facts. And yeah. I decided I wanted to travel, take like a gap year. I didn't want to, you know, go get a corporate job or continue on with school at the time. And I moved to Barcelona, Spain, and I was teaching English online and I hated it and I needed money still to live. So I just went down a Google hole of how can I make money online? I had no idea this world even existed before this. And I, I remember like the first six months I started working as a virtual assistant. I really felt like I had stepped into a completely new world. Like this whole world had been here and it was like right under my nose because I'm on Instagram and, you know, Facebook and all the things. And I had never even paid any attention to it. So that really living abroad at the time really promoted my business a lot because I didn't really have much other choices in terms of work. But then I, I ended up moving back to the States and continuing to grow my business. And um, I just moved to Amsterdam last year. And that has also been a big pivot with my business as well, because a lot of my clients are in the States and there is a time difference between there and here. And that does affect some of the work I do. And, you know, I think 
there have been ups and downs with it, but I am feeling really good about my business now. And it's actually allowed me to really stand more in my boundaries and stand more in my own brand and voice and trust myself more that I will make it work. And so it's been a really great opportunity too. Yeah, it's kind of, it can be a lonely space. Like it's amazing. Yeah, oh my gosh. But it also <laughs> can be so crazy lonely because we're used to like getting out and meeting people. The opportunities to meet people like you though too, like blows my mind. I too yeah. have come from that world of like, this is all I knew, a traditional workspace to what the heck is this? This is insane. I've been in it for three years this spring now in this online space and I still am learning and evolving and changing and growing, but I can't believe what I have accomplished already and what yet's mm -hmm. to come. I'm so excited still. Like every time I come into this, my office space, I'm like, oh my God, who do I get to talk to today? What do I get to do? Like, that's insane because that was not happening in my traditional like nine to five job. I'll tell you that much right now. And no. it's so different when we're doing it for ourselves as well, right? Because we are limitless. We're I guess we kind of block ourselves from growing more than anything else. Like we're not waiting for permission only from ourselves. So what I guess what has been like one of your biggest things that you've had to get over to get to where you are to find the success in your terms like where you are at today? Because there's yeah. some like crazy stuff in there. Yeah, totally. And I think I mean, I totally agree with you. It's such a it's such a weird mindset shift to realize that you are the only person holding yourself back because we grow up, especially I grew up in Oklahoma. It was super traditional. My parents have very traditional jobs. It was always very go to college, you know, get a good job, take care of yourself, get married, all the things. And it was such a big it was one of the hardest mindset shifts I had was, oh, I, I don't have to do this and things don't have to move super slowly or, and I think that's something I still forget a lot too now is if I have, when I have friends in the corporate space is they're like, oh yeah, I, I have to do this for six months and then I might get a promotion. My dad talks about, you know, oh, if I get a promotion next year and I'm like, what? Like you can just promote yourself kind of, or like, how can that's you speed right. that up? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, that's, that doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Or I just like never experienced that really. But yeah, I think that was one of the biggest mindset shifts. And the other one was definitely coming from no experience with business and marketing. Like I said, I have a degree in biochemistry. I never taken a business class in college. Like we didn't do that. And it was very, very a lot of imposter syndrome that I had to overcome to really be able to put myself out there. And, you know, I didn't even start posting on social media, I think for two years after I started my business, because I was like, who am I to be doing this? You know, no one even is going to believe that I'm doing this or what are people going to think? And yeah, that was a huge shift to just realize that I, I am in control of what I'm learning. I have learned a lot. I've gained a lot of experience just because I don't have an MBA. That doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I'm doing. And it's still something I think I'll always kind of struggle with. Maybe eventually in 10 years, I'll be like, oh, hey, like we're good now. But I think time, you know, time helps. But yeah. Yeah. But I also think and from uh, other stories too, that experience of going to school and getting that degree, that's a huge accomplishment. Like and even just taking from some of those skills that you've learned in your previous jobs and through going through university and accomplishing all the things that you've done. 
you can bring that to your business and apply it to so many different things. And I think that's kind of how I've tried to look at things with a bigger lens, because I don't call myself an audio engineer, that's for sure. It's like, (laughs) I know there are audio engineers out there and I know their background and it kind of, again, blows my mind what they can do. I can do audio production and I can get it sounding like to the quality it needs to be sounding, but I definitely am not to that degree. But yeah, you're right. And we we're limitless if we allow ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. We can promote ourselves if we want to. We can pivot. Someone told me the other day, nobody nobody's set any rules for you. Like pivot as many times as you want. Who cares? That's yeah. the other thing. And I wonder if that's happened to you too. There's so many different areas in this online space that are so exciting. Do you find yourself being like, okay, no, I gotta stay in this lane? Like this is the lane yeah. I need to stay in. Because I find that kind of, I struggle with that still, and I probably always will, is yes, I want to be known for this, but I also can be really creative and have fun with this part. So what's your journey been like that with that? Yeah, I, I'm also, I've also kind of like struggling with that, I think, lately in the sense of for the first two years, three years of my business, I was really focused on uh, finding a niche and honing my skills. Like I was learning as much as I could, and I was doing so many different types of things. I was working as a virtual assistant and then as a business manager. And I was just kind of like this jack of all trades. And then it was like, no, you need to niche down. And then I niche down and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if I really want that. Like I, there are so many other parts of me that I, you know, want to share. And, and like you were saying, when we're bringing in our past experiences, if I'm just focusing on like one area, well, maybe I don't have past experience in this specific area, but you know, biochemistry does have systems and processes and it's very like analytical and that's also part of my job. So whenever you are able to zoom out and kind of see that bigger picture of who you are, you know, as a brand versus just like who your niche is or the types of services you offer, I feel like it's so much easier to also bring in, oh, I have this experience in other areas um, and I'm able to incorporate that into of actual flow and even create our own thing if we want to and it doesn't have to look exactly like someone else's and so that's what I'm also working towards working through kind of now is in the future I've been like in the past I've been successful in this niche and it's been great but how do I want to approach that in the future and who do I want to be online and what kind of business do I want to have as I grow and evolve as a person Oh, such important questions, 100%. Yeah, Rash, right? right? I feel like, like don't have oh, to answer. <laughs> and if we're not revisiting that, like at least every six months, then honestly, I think we're failing a bit. Or there's just, it's so important that we need to like make sure we have a date with ourselves, like however often to reevaluate our mission and vision and, and what we see is kind of the goal for even just this quarter or this year or however you like to work in your business. But yeah, business doesn't come to me naturally either because I don't come from a long line of entrepreneurs. I'm very similar to your background where, you know, my parents worked in their jobs until they capped out on their pension plan and all those things. So for me, quitting at a certain time, they were like, are you sure? You've are you sure? Like, is this safe? Yeah, right. And yeah, I think that's the thing right. is we put ourselves in these boxes when we're not asking these questions and when we're not like thinking about things. And I think that really relates to how we grow up is we grow up in those boxes and then we kind of break out, but then we almost put ourselves into a new box as well. We totally do. Like, oh, this is safe now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, we're good. <laughs> oh, and that's where for me is 
that mindset hurdle just almost seems like so big right now because this is safe, right? This zone of um, strategic thinking around audio and having retainer clients is where that comfort zone is. But there's Mm -hmm. these other lanes that I'm like, I've been like treading in for a while and I'm like, why am I not jumping in? Oh, um, I, I no, can totally okay. relate. I can totally relate. Me, right? It's like a little thing. And you're like, but it's not as safe. But then you're like, but if it works, Could it you will imagine? be amazing. Yes. It will be awesome. Yeah. Yes, totally. yes, yes. What if you could create an audio funnel that helps you build and scale in a unique way? If you're dealing with low converting opt-ins, not seeing growth with your email list, or wanting to create an opt-in that drives excitement, so not your typical PDF or checklist, then Launch with an Audio Funnel Training is for you. Expect to learn how to identify and tell your unique story in a way that captures the attention of your audience. Become more accessible and meet your ideal clients where they are at. How to format and structure your episodes and ways to drive traffic to your audio feed and generate demand for your content. And even a game plan to create excitement around your audio asset. If you're interested in learning more, check out the link in the show notes. Launch with an audio funnel training might be the right fit for you. So because business isn't my background and maybe there's areas in like jumping into this online space that you're just like, you know what, it's not, you know, we don't know everything, but we do know some things that we can get started well enough. What are some tips or what's like some things that if someone's listening, they're interested in starting, but they're not sure where to start. Do you have any suggestions for them? I know I do. <laughs> yeah, I would course. love to hear what you, what I'm you like, have how much say. time do we have? Right? Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think my biggest tip, I have a few, I have a few, but I'd mm-hmm. say my biggest one is definitely to just like practice resilience. And I said this, you are going to quote unquote fail, but it's not really failure. I think the only failure is quitting. That's, you know, a famous quote, but it's more about practicing resilience in the sense of you are going to keep trying. And that's what I see among my most successful clients is that they are always trying. They are always trying new things. If it doesn't work, they are trying something else. There is no, there is no failure. It's the only failure is quitting. And it's just building up that muscle of like not taking it personally. That was something that I wish I would have done sooner, but it just takes practice. Really, it just, it takes trying, failing, getting rejected, you know, things not working out the way you want to. And then you still moving on and you still continuing on and you still continue building the business. So don't think something is wrong with you or wrong with your business. Just look at it as like a numbers game, really. Most of the time, it, it kind of is. And then my other biggest tip is to find like the 20% that is actually going to move the needle. There's like the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, I think it's called. And it's like 20% of our actions create 80% of our results. Usually that 20% is the things that you don't really want to do because you're scared and you're holding yourself back. You will do all 80% of the rest of it. If I had five things I had to do, I would do four and be happy about it. But there's always one that I'm like, let me hold off on that. Like maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. And I would say ditch the other four, do that one thing and do it scared. But that's what's actually going to move the needle. Like you have to Look at where you have resistances, good resistances, and lean into that because that's where you're actually going to make progress, not by doing the same 
four things that are really easy to you and comforting. Yeah, both really, really good tips. (laughs) Uh, Because you know what, like, I can do the busy work, I think, just like everybody else every day. Yeah, totally. Busy work's easy. I get caught up in busy work all the time. I was doing busy work yesterday. And then at the end of it, I was like, I was doing busy work to distract myself from not doing something else. And I totally called myself out on it. And I was like, you know what? New rule. I can do this busy work, this type of busy work, but only on the weekends if I have time, if I really want to, you know, Um, it's not busy work that I need to be spending my week time during the week doing. And so then that kind of values of like, oh, is this more important than, you know, my time on the weekend or whenever I have space. And I would love to also hear your opinion on, because I know you help your clients with finding or, you know, who your first hire could be potentially in their business, because it's probably related to somewhat of that busy work too, right? Like what are some of the tasks that you don't really need to be doing and how to get them off of your plate? Because I think that's a lot of us are solopreneurs and we're just kind of on the cusp of, okay, if we could hire somebody, what does that look like? So do you have any advice around that? Yeah, definitely. I think before you hire anyone, you need to get super, super clear on what you're hiring for. A lot of times I have people come to me and they say, I'm hiring this VA. I hope it will help. And I'm like, it should not be a hope situation. You should know that it is going to work and, you know, not dependent on the other person. Something could happen with the other person. But if you go into the hiring process, super clear around what this person is going to do and, you know, what tasks they are going to be doing and how they're going to be in your business and what expectations you have of them, it is going to make that hiring process so much easier. You are going to weed out people that are not a good fit very easily. And you're just going to start off on the right foot with someone because you are going to be able to communicate those expectations and those tasks and that role to someone. And they will be able to actually deliver, you know, and meet your expectations instead of holding your expectations inside hoping for the best, fingers crossed, and then them just kind of rolling with it. And it's going to be a disappointment on both ends, I think. So I would say step one, super, super clear on those tasks. If you have those busy tasks that you're like, I know just because I can doesn't mean I should. So I tell my clients just because you can does not mean you should. Then start there, work out kind of what is what the business needs to be what tasks the business needs, but that doesn't necessarily mean they need to, your time needs to be spent on them. And then, yeah, being super, super clear of your expectations during the hiring process, being just super clear on the boundaries and the role and the tasks, and it will help so much, especially whenever you're working with that first person, because I know it can be scary hiring someone for the first time, for sure. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. And it's a relationship right? two ways. So just remember that. Yeah. I feel like general VA is kind of like the first step that a lot of people talk about, but is there one other area that you are like, yeah, no, I see a lot of clients more leaning on this or is it just really dependent on the type of business owner they are? Yeah. I think a general VA is typically where most people start. I actually work with a lot of clients um, to help them build out the systems before they hire. So I always recommend having systems in place before you Bring someone on because that will save you a lot of time and money if you can mm-hmm. automate some things that you would potentially 100%. be hiring for. Um, so, yeah, I work with a lot of people as their first hire and then I help them hire a VA. The other really common one is anything content related. So I would say 
like if you have a YouTube channel, like the editing or a podcast, a the editing. Yeah. Anything that's super time consuming, social yeah. media, help with creating graphics or writing captions, kind of depending where your weaknesses are. I know my first hire was someone to help me with designing graphics because that was like and still is the not my forte at all. And I still have them and they are my, you know, my lifesaver. So, Love it. yeah. And all, honestly, just because I can doesn't mean I should. I love that line because yeah. I think it's a good reminder to be like, I can do graphic design every day of the week, but yeah, doesn't sure. mean like I, I need to. <laughs> yeah. And it, the like, thing is, I'm not, it's not going to be that, that good. That's no. I'm like, I could use Canva, but is it even going to be that good? No. Yeah. Like I yeah. could also pay someone. And that's I think the other thing with hiring that's interesting is hiring doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, in the sense of you can just hire someone for five hours a week or 10 100%. hours a month. You're not hiring someone full time for this employment position. So I think that's where a lot of people, when they hire for the first time, get kind of stuck. It's like, oh, well, I don't, I can't afford it. And I'm like, well, let's look at what are you hiring for and how much is that really going to cost? Because maybe you can. I agree so much here. I'm just like sitting over here nodding because <laughs> I'm trying not to interrupt, but so much good stuff and absolutely inspiring to see you make this happen and make this work. I know a lot of other people, I know for myself too, we're trying to set ourselves up. So in the next year and a half, we can try to live yeah. in different places, myself and my husband. Love that. And yeah, we're super excited about it. But what does that look like? That's a little scary. We're getting there. But seeing you do this and make it happen, I think will 100% inspire others. And so much good tips and good advice and good tips about even like how to structure your business to start before you hire like that whole I 100% agree with systems and organizing your thoughts and your patterns and your day and your week so you can kind of see where your time and energy is spent. I know I think about that when I'm like in my kitchen scrubbing my floor or whatever, which yeah, does not happen very right. often. I'm like, is this the best use of my time right now? Because yeah, right. This is ridiculous. Like, who else can help out around here? But yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, like, that's how I think of running the house. So why am I not thinking about that when I'm running my business, right? I don't need to be doing totally. all the sweeping or the dusting. Um, someone else can yeah. bring in their expertise and help and assist with that in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Because I think, like you said, hiring somebody to be like a consultant for or not a necessarily a consultant, but Hiring so that it's like around those time parameters so that we know how much so that we can set yeah. a budget because I think that's a little overwhelming for an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur, is like budgeting like how that looks and works. But if you have a set budget for that certain task, like, boy, imagine what you can do. Yeah, it's such a relief. It's freed up. Yeah. yeah. And you can, it allows you to also set priorities, I think, as well, because it brings a lot of accountability when you have someone, even just for yeah. you know, 10 hours a month or something. It's like, oh, well, I still have to fill those 10 hours a month. I still have to be the CEO of my business That's and pass right. off tasks and step into that role. So it is a completely different vibe from going from solopreneur to even just having one contractor. But it's so helpful, um, I think, in just growing the business and actually getting things done. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Before I let you go, how do people find you if they want uh, help in their systems, if they have any questions about today's interview and they want to know, like, okay, all right, how did you actually move and make this work? <laughs> yeah. how, how do people find you, Samantha? 
I will say the movie is good that you're thinking about all the systems now because that helps a lot for sure. Mm -hmm. um, not having to think about the business, but you can find me at www.systemswithsam.com slash quiz. I have a free systems quiz that will get you started with systems. So it doesn't matter if you're starting or if you already has, have a business, it will show you um, the three systems that you need in your business. And you can also find me on Instagram. I am always on there chatting with people. Send me a DM. My handle is at Sam Wiz and it is S-A-M-W-H-I-Z-Z-Z. -Z -Z. Perfect. I'll have that all in the show notes. And one last thing, I love doing a few rapid fire questions just to get to know who I'm speaking with on a little bit more of a different level um, than all just business. So if you're ready, is that good? I'm good. down. Let's all right, do all right, all right. I love the first question. How do you shake off a bad day or how do you show up more like creatively and inspired and excited to show up? Because again, going back from our early discussion about how we're our own worst enemies sometimes, <laughs> yes. how, how do you keep inspired to be excited about the work that you do? Yeah, honestly, my biggest thing is walking. I love taking walks. That does get kind of hard at Amsterdam sometimes because it rains like every other day, but doesn't rain all day, so you can usually squeeze in a good one. But really just leaving the house is huge for me. Working somewhere else, going on a walk, listening to a podcast on my walk. It just, I don't know. I think that movement and that time to myself just really boosts my creativity and just allows me space to process everything and that inspiration to just, yeah, get out of my own head and like get out of that box that I put myself in. I agree. I love getting out and we might have long winters, but honestly, while the spring's here, I am making use of the temperatures. Because, yeah, um, me too. Yeah, it really does make a difference when you can just kind of dust off and change the scenery and get a clear head. So my next question was going to be like, do you listen to podcasts or do you like reading books or do you like a little mix of both? And when you do dive oh, into yeah. a podcast or a book, is it for entertainment or is it for self-development? Oh, I love this question. Um, I do. I'm a really big reader. I think I've already read like 60 books this year. I'm a big fiction reader, I will say. So I read a lot of fiction books for entertainment. And then every morning as part of my morning routine, I read one chapter, like 10 to 15 minutes of a nonfiction book. So that will be usually a business book or a self-development book. I, I love books about like mindset and um, just self-care and, you know, nutrition, stuff like that. And then with podcasts, I listen to podcasts definitely less, but I love listening to them definitely when I, on a walk or when I'm working out. And those are strictly normally business podcasts. I do have a couple that I will listen to for more entertainment, but I think they're still sometimes kind of businessy. So, yeah. I'm curious about that because there's one that in particular that I have listened to on and off for a while. And on Tuesdays, she does more of the like business talk and it's more strategy and all that good stuff. And then on Friday, she started this like spinoff of just riding in her car off the cuff. And it's like usually shorter. It's like like 10 minutes. But it's been so fun to listen to that because I am yeah. more like just, you know, learn, learn, absorb as much as I can. But it's also fun to just dive into a nonfiction, like you said, and allow ourselves to relax instead of always yeah. constantly have the wheels turning because I feel like that's not good either, right? No. Like there's going to be a bit of a balance there. Yeah, totally. And I definitely get caught up in the like how much as possible can I learn in like one day or right? something. And that's why I'm like, okay, 
it when I read after I finish work and it's like my brain's cue that we're turned off. We're not thinking about work anymore. It's it's like the only thing that has really allowed me to like actually switch gears in my brain and like actually shut off and just be in like a different world. And it's it's really enjoyable. And yeah, I highly recommend it. I, it's even better. I love it more than like watching Netflix or something. Because sometimes even with Netflix, yeah. I get very distracted. I get on my phone, I get on Instagram, and then it's all about business again. Yeah, it's funny. I asked my mom was an avid reader, still is. And I asked her recently, I said, when you read, because <laughs> my mom's got like a array of books too. Like she's got like a stack of cookbooks that she loves and she's got like nonfiction and she's got a lot of self-development. I definitely learned that from my mom. But, you know, I asked her, when you dive, like dove into a book, was it, and she's like, it was literally to escape. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we didn't true. have Netflix like, then either, right? But <laughs> but that was her jam, and it still is. It's just her, like, zen plays. It's to forget things. You know, the kids are yeah. yelling at her, asking her to go play. It's just her, like, tunnel vision. And I think we all need to have that space where we can just zen out and just solely focus. Because we are in such a society that's so, like, there's so many distractions. It's insane. It's crazy. It is and crazy. We, and about like, we forget about that, I think, about how yeah. much stimulation we actually have every day from our phones yes. and work and computers. And yeah, even just like the podcasts and, yeah. you know, all the things it's like, oh, we could always be doing more. And I think it's just a nice reminder to have like at least one hobby where it is just like, this is purely for me and I'm not doing yeah. it for anyone else and it, I'm not making money off of it it's just it's my thing yeah and I think too that you said you kind of set boundaries for yourself to just do the strictly entertainment after hours I am working on that so I get better with yeah. <laughs> no I know I'm just worried I will <laughs> yeah it's, honestly it's a good motivator to stop yeah. working like I'm like yeah okay, I want to read my book now <laughs> so no, let me for sure wrap this up well, because if you are in the space, like you do have to set boundaries for yourself. Otherwise, I can be in here till 10 at night some nights. If my husband's working night shift, like the kids are oh, busy yeah, doing whatever. And then the next day I'm exhausted and I'm wondering why. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe because I worked till 10 last night. What the heck? <laughs> so yeah, like I think having setting those boundaries are really, really, really important for ourselves. So last question, um, what are you most proud of or what's like surprised you the most since you've taken on this new space of being an online entrepreneur? What has surprised you the most and what are you most proud of? I think what has surprised me the most is how many great people I've met and how the community that I have built. And like I said, when I first started, this was just a whole new world and mm -hmm. I have met some of like my favorite people ever online and I've met friends that I you know consider friends that I've never met in person and would love to meet in person one day I've met people in person that I've worked with online I've helped clients host retreats I've I feel like that has surprised me I've just gotten so many opportunities with meeting people and doing different things that I never really saw myself doing um, or could have imagined myself doing and it was just like yeah just go for it just do it and we're super excited about it so I think that would definitely be the biggest surprise. The biggest thing I am proud of is probably I grew my business to six figures last year. And yeah, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment, I think, to be able to say that you have a six-figure business and especially from starting from nothing and no experience. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely my my biggest, proudest moment now. Ah, that is huge. That is so huge. I'm so honored that you took some time to spend with me 
I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to meet in this virtual world of networking and collaborations, because that's what it's all about, too. And I've been gently nudging myself to meet and, you know, grow that network as well, because I think it's so important. That's that piece of not feeling so lonely in this space, because you're right. Um, I have really had the fortunate opportunity to meet so many amazing people. So I literally love this conversation because I think it just, I hope it will resonate and inspire others to just take a chance on yourself and dip your toe in the water, try it as a side thing for a while until you can get some momentum. It's amazing what you can do if you allow yourself the opportunity to try and to just start. So thank you again for your time. And yeah, we'll talk soon. I hope we keep in touch. Yeah, me too. This was such a great conversation and I'm super excited for your audience to listen. I hope it resonates as well. And it's been so great to meet you and do this collaboration. And yeah, it's always special, like getting to connect with people on different, we're on different sides of the world and we're still getting to connect and chat, you know. So cool. All right. Have a fantastic day. You too. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.